Me and Spencer were listening to a podcast in his car, a hot take. Oh, the hottest take? Yeah, the hottest the take. Ringer. Yeah, it's these, like just like seven, these seven, ten, minutes, ten minute hot takes. Uh, podcast about someone just having a, a hot take on something anything yes. could be anything like either are you allowed to submit because i could no, no, i would just literally like just like spend all day yeah. it's, it's just like the no. company yeah. people work yeah. for the ringer but that yeah. would be a cool uh like fun side quest for us to do something i will submit to the uh, the hysteria <laughs> the hills i'll die on if anyone listens to the hysteria podcast it's a uh, offshoot mm. crooked media the folks who do like pod save america it's the all-female one but they have at the end of the show they're always Good. like because things are so heavy throughout the show they're talking about things going on politics and other things in the world and then at the end they're like all right so pointless things the hills will die on you know and i like i've had like collecting these over the months so. what's one give us an example what would be one oh. for you? Yeah, so the one yeah. I really wanted to call in for recently was um, if you're going to have automatically opening and closing car doors, they should be buttons and not handles. I should not be able to go to a oh. minivan, like especially like Dodge Caravans, which are the common rentals we use on like film productions, other things where like you go to grab a handle and it just stops and like makes it slow open mm-hmm. and it's like an awkward thing. And I'm like, it should be a button. It shouldn't be a handle. Yeah. If I can't yep. handle it and move it, then it shouldn't be a handle. So that's a hill I'll die on. To, that's so true. Those things are frustrating. Because especially when it's like, you know, with rentals, I never know which one's which at yeah. first. And it's very infuriating. Then I have other people working on set going to open or close the doors, people getting in and out because a lot of it's transpo for, yeah. for crew or for cast and other things. For me, so. it's that people shouldn't leave movies. Shade. Damn. <laughs> hey, Kiko, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. Hey, Sam. Uh, I hate to break it to oh, you. Dude. He's not going to listen. I, yeah, he's not listening. <laughs> And he's yes. right in this room next yeah. door. <laughs> he's been backstage the whole time. Jerry, Jerry. Oh, okay. Or is really, it Maury? Are we on Jerry? I will say I'm really glad. Now. Oh, my God. It is a good transition. No, it's, it's more that, Jerry. Back towards what we're doing here. Yeah. So, okay, Critics sure. on Tap, Uncut Gems, the movie that Kiko left. So, yeah. Second one, Kiko's left, right? Yeah, Jojo Rabbit and Uncut Gems. One much more offensive than the other in a different way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're very different movies for sure. I didn't think either one of them was even close to bad. Um, I like one significantly more than the other, but I still didn't think either one was bad. Mm. So He did almost he walk out of waves. Yeah. He did that for and us. And he wasn't though. around he for did. Cats, He did it for us. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure he would have left along Which was like an implied ago. walkout. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was in San Antonio with family for holidays. <laughs> but, but he would not have But yeah, stayed. he would have. He would have oh, left real Unless quick. it could have been rowdy. Unless it was a rowdy screening. We need to go to a rowdy screening with Kiko. I think that'll make him happy. Sorry. So, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. <clears throat> uh, critics on tap. I am Bo. I am uh, sipping on some whiskey. Nothing, nothing more or less. Whiskey before, whiskey now? Yeah. Well, I had, uh, so I, inexplicably where I was at this afternoon, right before I met up with y'all, I did have one mango tall boy white claw. <laughs> because that, that was the situation I was in. They do tall boys now? Yeah, I mean, it's just a... I thought yeah. they were only tall It's like boys. a 16 ounce instead of a 12 ounce. They, oh. There are two sizes. Oh. Yeah, it, it's oh. not a big deal. And then, uh, yeah, then at the movie, I was drinking... Um, Evan Williams. And then now I'm thinking, uh, I think it's the Hogs 3 is the bottle we had here that I was sipping on this whiskey. But who knows? All my crown is gone. That's my fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sam <laughs> drank all the crown after Bombshell. I had to. <laughs> it was there. It was my proverbial crown because I'm a woman. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm Spencer. And I had an old fashioned earlier at the highball before the movie. Uh, now I'm drinking a strawberry farmhouse ale from Batch Brewhouse. Boom, boom. Batch it's Brewhouse so over yummy. off Manor Road in Austin. Did if you, you try haven't it? been, go. Do you want a little sippy? I'll have a sip while sip Sam it. introduces It's really good. Herself. It's like a mimosa-ish-esque. 
Um, I'm Samantha Ray Lopez. I am drinking. What is this whiskey? Not Crown Royal. We're out of that. Smooth Ambler. No. Oh, no, it's, no, it's like American 10. Oh, oh, it's called Old Scout American Whiskey 107 Proof. Oh my God. Oh. Um, Samantha Ray Lopez drinking the Old Scout. Moonshine. Yeah. It's from Moonshine. Oh, yeah, Moonshine. It's specifically from the ro- restaurant, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then at the highball, I had a margarita with mezcal instead of tequila, which is the way that I like my margaritas. I feel like we and should just Palomas. rename mes- like the margarita if you have it with mezcal. There should be a name for that if no one's. The Samantha Ray Lopez. Yeah, I feel like we should get a Mezcal sponsor at this point. Yeah. We can go record an episode in Oaxaca, Mexico, if you guys want. I'm down for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go. Well, whatever. Okay, let's. Oaxaca. Oaxaca. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where dreams are made. My name is (laughs) Matias Marisigan. I drank a Negroni and an Old Fashioned. And now I'm drinking some of this really awesome farmhouse strawberry ale from Sofune or like Sufjan, but coffee with an o. and uh, kolaches in Austin, Texas. Is this a regular thing that you guys have? It's a brand new thing. So I brought I brought the beer from the the brew house from a, in a crowler, just like a 32 ounce to go thing. We're all hustling over here. That's what you need to know. And and uh, Spencer actually works at a. Kalachi slash I love this coffee place. house. I love my, my batch fam. Brewery. Slash brewery now. Mm. You know, I feel my white guy from Portland prophecy to work at a brewery. <laughs> check the, check podcast. the next box off. Yeah, <laughs> also top of my podcast. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's dive into it. Uncut Gems. Oof. Yep. Let's go around. What do you think? Non spoilers, right? Yeah. yeah. What are we, we do this well, every week? No, and we I can forget. do it backwards for you if you'd like. You can just, uh, <laughs> yeah, do the, yeah, I mean, let's do spoilers first, and then yeah, just for you, Sam. <laughs> no, <laughs> I so know. I, I don't have not seen anything. a Safety Brothers film. Usually, you've um, not seen. You have not seen, seen Good Time, and I've not seen Good Time. Robert Pattinson, Sam, you nope, have not neither. seen that either. Okay, uh, but I, Matthias, and love you, Good Time. Matthias, you recently watched it. Right? I saw it on Christmas Eve. So you didn't like it? Yeah, like you saw it last week, right? So, how does that? Compare? Without spoiling, how does that sit? As far as like, I walked in not knowing what the Safety Brothers are capable right. of, but based on the trailer, we got what the trailer presented, more or less. They did a good job of cutting the tone and style, but outside of that. Yeah, this, uh, this is definitely like, if there's a a style that the Safety Brothers are going for, they're sticking to it. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like this kind of like, these are character pieces. Like there is not a scene, at least until the very end of this film, I don't think there's a scene that Adam Sandler was not in. Uh, and the same thing um, with uh, Robert Pattinson, like in good time, like he's in like every scene, like these are very much like these are following specific characters. They're shot so close, like extreme close-ups a lot of time, if not close-ups. And it's so claustrophobic they don't like establishing shots. They don't like wide things. They just want you to be in these characters' head and in these characters' worlds. And it's very much like an anxiety-ridden uh, ride from start to finish for some godforsaken reason. And um, I want to say that in terms of good time, um, I having watched it last week um, for the first time, I didn't. it didn't grab me that much uh i understand what people liked about it and it definitely is like this new very these the safety brothers have a voice and they have a very strong sense of how they want you to feel and they have a sense of like like directing you through each story beat like they're 
really good at it. So if you, like so that I recognize and I understand how they're doing as like directors. The story itself didn't necessarily grab me. I want to say that Uncut Gems was in no large part because of Adam Sandler's performance uh, grabbed me a lot more than I think Good Time did. Um, this film was, I mean, this film, <laughs> it it just like from beginning to end, I was like uh, very uh, enraptured by the, I, I can't, it it is anxiety inducing. I don't even know that like it's really weird because this is a film that you want to I don't relate to the main character. I don't empathize with the main character, you know? So there's not like a lot of emotion coming from me towards the main character, but I'm sitting here like what is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Like what is going to go, you know, like so they find a way to make me kind of care about what's going on in this character's story, but also like react you know there are times where i'm like like you see like things are happening and you're like no don't stop doing that you know Mm -hmm. like if you've seen the trailer he's not a very likable guy (laughs) he's always i adam sandler i i will jump onto the uh oscar nominee train and say like of all people like he he created a character i mean granted adam Sandler's kind of doing his thing and it's always kind of been there but he is he is not afraid to do things and there's like a lot of fearlessness in his performance and i think he did such an amazing job of creating this character like whether the film services that or not in y'all's own opinions i don't know but for me like i think he did such a tremendous job of bringing to life uh, I don't even remember the character's name, but Howard. 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 Yeah, Howie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh my god, Kevin Garnett is weirdly fantastic. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield uh, putting in a performance that like, I'm so glad. I, I loved him in Knives Out, but he didn't have that much mm-hmm. to do, and I'm so glad we got this film in the same year because. We got to see Lakeith just like do his thing. Um, yeah, without going into spoilers, I think I, I think I really love this film. I think it's worth watching. You definitely should go see it. Uh, we don't get films like this. I mean, we just, I mean, this is going to get probably uh, overlooked because The Rise of Skywalker came out like a week before, you know? And so I think that if you support any sort of indie filmmaking it might not be for everyone i will say that like it's very if you if you don't want to be on the edge of like what like uh, of of um your seat kind of it's not like a it's not like a ride edge of your seat thing it's very much like you're kind of waiting for something bad to happen kind of mm-hmm. edge of your seat thing you know so it is very like nerve-wracking in that way so if you're not into those kind of films like don't go watch it you know like and that's fine Without spoiling anything, I don't think anything as bad happens as you might think is going to happen. Um, and I think maybe that is the one weakness of the film is like it, it is kind of afraid. Like I think we've seen films that are like this kind of like ride, like this kind of like it's all about like the anxiety and it keeps ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. And I don't think that they pay it off that well. That is to say, like, I love the way that they did it, but I think it didn't take as much for a risk as I thought it was going to take based on the trailers, based on everything else. Like I, but as a character piece and as a performance piece, this film was 
fantastic. Sam, 90 <laughs> seconds, go. 90 seconds. That's it. Um, okay, well, it, it, this will be quick, but um, I, mean, I, I fall under... <laughs> 30. 30 oh. seconds. Because she's... Yeah. I probably fall under the category of people that this film isn't for, just because like going into it, I knew that it wouldn't be for me. You know, um, It's also... I was tightly wound the entire time. I was like, something's going to happen. And I didn't... I'm not into... I don't necessarily enjoy watching like violence. Um, and this didn't have n- nearly as much as I thought it was going to, but the entire time I was like, Oh my God, there's going to be a like scene where, you know, someone gets beaten to a pulp or whatever, you know? Um, so it wasn't as violent as I thought it was going to be, which was good. Um, but I do feel that the entire time you're kind of like, you know, anticipating these bad things to happen. It's not that bad, not that bad. And then, I do feel like the payoff is good. So my take is essentially the opposite of yours, Matthias, but I don't know from my perspective, you know, whatever, I'm kind of tired of seeing like movies yeah, following bad white men and, yeah. you know, just glorifying their bad behavior. But, um, yeah. And there were very few female characters in the film and all of them were pretty tropey. You know, there's like the woman that he's having an affair with and like his wife who he's, you know, going through separation with or whatever. Um, None of those are spoilers because they're in the trailer. But yeah, they're very uh, tropey and not very well developed. But yeah, it is what it is. I think if you're... It was refreshing to see that this was something that um, was done so, I guess, delicately, for lack of a better term for me. I think he... Or the filmmakers were very conscious of the fact that like this is a character piece and the performance that we're getting from Adam Sandler is great. So how do we ensure that that's not distracted by anything or that the audience is not distracted by anything else? So I don't know. I'm still kind of wrapping my head around this whole thing. Cause I'm like, whenever I have this feeling of films, I'm like, did I really not like it? Or did I just not like get it, give it a chance? Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not a dumb, dumb No, I feel the same way. No, I do. (laughs) Yeah, like I wish I had more time to like think about it, but at first take, that's kind of what it is. Mm -hmm. This is like a like a rock and roll concert. This movie, I'm tired of the metaphors. Good Time is one of my favorite movies from a couple years back. I don't think this movie has as much energy or style. Doesn't drip the same kind of style that movie did. Um, And there's remnants of it, but it just in in actuality, I actually thought. Um, that was a little more distracting that it was trying to emulate good times, um, most popular elements, but I like this movie a lot. I am who this, ex- this movie is for. It's a sports movie. It's like a movie guy. with like an addictive gambling problem about sports. Um, the, the stuff that I empathize with what that I empathized with the most was that addictive quality that he had to gambling mm-hmm. and the idea that, you know, you, you don't feel bad for him, but you can't keep your eyes off of him to do the wrong thing. And that was so fun. And I think movies don't take that chance. I think they have the character be a good person and then the circumstances happen to them just happen to be bad. Um, more often than not, we see that a lot more than it's them persevering through that. Like all the horrible things that happens to them are a tightly wound ball of cork that he has created. Yeah. And it has happened way before this movie has started and are now the comeuppance are happening. Um, and I like that we're jumping in late to, you know, the end of times for him almost in terms of him unraveling. Um, Adam Sandler was great. Obviously not a lot to say about that other than he was great. 
Um, I just don't think it was nearly as surprising after seeing Good Time. So I would be interested to hear your guys' thoughts if you do end up seeing that movie because that informed a lot of my pre-opinion of this movie. But I did enjoy it a lot. Um, I would highly recommend it. I think it's weird because the movie this is for, I don't think the people those people are going to go see it. Like I don't think sports bros are going to go see Uncut Gems unless they're connected to somebody who has already seen it go, bro, you got to see this movie. Hugely big <laughs> huge, uh, Boston or, Celtics, Celtics fans. Right, or like it seemed... Anything that's just like, I just want to go see Kevin Garnett. Yeah, like I listen to a lot to the Bill Simmons podcast and they do a lot of over-under betting games on their on his podcast for football, especially mm-hmm. right now. But he talked about when this movie was getting ramped up, like is this not more of a Bill Simmons movie? Yeah. And like this is like a Bill Simmons I, type movie. Like this oh, is because I, I imagine two for the money with Al Pacino and Matthew McConaughey was more of a Bill Simmons movie. I mean, this is literally about someone betting, like going all in on like the craziest money line bets yeah. in sports, and either that goes, you know, you know, all the glory or all the pain kind of thing. So I think it's, uh, it's I think it's worth discussing. So I I'm think, just talking about who it's for. I'm not saying what the movie's about, okay, but sure. the um. I liked it a lot and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I think it was one of those movies where, like I said, having not seen any of the Safdie brothers uh, work coming into this, but, you know, I had an idea, a working knowledge of what they seem to be doing. This film is exactly what the trailer presents in a, in, a, in a good way of if you dig the trailer and you think, oh, that looks like a good movie, you're going to get that. You're going to get two hours and 15 minutes of that trailer. Yeah. Doesn't spoil um, the plot, but without, sp- yeah, without giving the vibe, too much. Yeah. I mean, there, there are definitely moments and shots because I'd seen the trailer so many times. It was before every draft house film over the last few months that there were shots where I was like, Oh cool. We're definitely going to see this or that. And that hasn't come yet. This or that. Like these are like iconic shots from the trailer that I remember. But either way, um, I will say for me, what I, what I took away from it was I thought it was an incredibly kind of cerebral look at gambling and addiction. It's sort of similar and the opposite of what we just watched a few days ago with Bombshell, where it's a very tight-knit look at this situation, which you can caught up in this specific world, except the difference with Bombshell, where we were focusing more on the victims of this situation. I feel like this was definitely, Uncut Gems was definitely a scenario in which we were focusing on the perpetrator of his own you know, his own detriment, like what he was doing to himself. I think that sort of informed the tense nature that kind of kept us sort of, you know, not quite edge of the seat thriller feel, but it's not too far off from that either, Uh, which was an interesting thing to watch. And I like some of the other things we've seen. It may not be my favorite film of the year, and it's definitely not for everyone. But I'm glad that these films are able to be made these days, that you have these sort of like singular voices telling their own versions of these stories in their own way. Uh, and of course, Adam Sandler is just just insanely good. I've, I've always thought since Punch Drunk Love uh, through um, the unfortunate reign over me, he had the potential to do more and he's seen some ups and downs in his career. But... Um, this was one where, yeah, he definitely, he shined like a diamond. <laughs> there it is. That's the pull I quote. wanted to see if I could get a full, like, if I was long and serious enough that long. That was the pull quote for you? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. God, it was are, a long road to get there, but when I got there, I was really happy with it. 
boy, we got Yeah, there's nobody who makes movies quite like these guys. There's nobody, I feel, emulating or recreating the same exact kinetic energy that these guys can make, especially with dialogue and the way that... Like Noah Baumbach, I guess, does that in his kind of particular way. Yeah, but the way well, that dialogue even, is used is just like kinetic noise. Yeah. Like really stressful um, ramping up of intensity that feels more true to life, but also feels like this weird sense of improvisation. Hmm. Uh, I truly feel like this movie helps bridge the gap in some kind of ways. I know what Samantha was sort of saying briefly, where like, even though she knows it's not made for her, she could still like, there's moments that I feel like you connected to. Yeah, re- definitely. Right? There were times where I was just, you know, I was caught up in the scene or whatever, you know, like I, I can enjoy a film in that way with still having that like kind of separation from it where I'm like, this is just not going to be something that I'm going to like clamor for, but you know, I'm like, it, it was fine. I get it, you know? Yeah, but there were a lot, there were, I mean, there were elements that I appreciated. They seem to be connecting with actors who need them too. Yeah. Like Robert Pattinson, it's not to say he's not a good actor, but I don't think, takes a movie like Good Time. I mean, somebody, like the guy, the new Batman film that's coming out with him said they saw Good Time and then that, that's the only reason they cast him as yeah. the new Batman. Yeah. So, um, it it oh. does remain to be seen how this does affect. I that to be Batman. <sighs> You uh, heard I'll correct. still be the opening weekend. Correctly, that's a correct answer. We are answer. critics on tap. Review responsibly. <laughs> Good night, y'all. Good night. You really, you really want me to stop it there? I mean, do we really need to go any further than that? That's a good way to end it. Was there no final I'm thoughts? Sorry. Okay, cool. I. No, I love it.